I'd like to welcome everybody this morning. We're uh, thankful for another, excuse me, <clears throat> thankful for another opportunity. The Lord's blessed us to be in this house. And uh, the older I get, the more I uh, appreciate and cherish every opportunity I get to come to his house. And uh, as I think about things and uh, look back over my life, um, just how he's, how this church and God has just uh, helped me and carried me through. Um, sometimes you don't even realize it. And, uh, you can go back and look over something and see how uh, things turn out. You want them to go one way, but they went a different way. But I'm glad the Lord's in control and He has the whole world in His hands. And just uh, like I said, the things we don't even know about how He takes care of us just uh, it's just amazing and it's just a blessing to me. And I just uh, appreciate that. I'm ask Brother Sean dismisses Sunday school. Good, good to be in the Lord's house. <clears throat> and uh, seems to me like the weather might be a little bit better than they were saying it was going to be a couple of days ago. But uh, we appreciate the opportunity to be in God's house, <clears throat> and I hope. I was thinking. I hope all the people in the age group that uh, Karen was talking to the other night come to 
that Sunday school class out there where Blaine's teaching, teaching on church discipline. That's that's a real important subject, but uh, and people ought to know about it, know what the Bible says about it. Anyway, uh, we're still in the eighth chapter of the First Kings, still talking about the dedication. If, if in this lesson talking about the dedication of the temple. And uh, it's real easy, and I might have said this last week, I don't know, but it's real easy for us, like when we dedicated this building, that was, that was a real easy thing uh, to just say, Lord, here it is, it's yours. That, that was easy. It's a little harder when you get on the altar and say, here, here I am, Lord, I'm yours. That's, that's a little harder. And every one of God's people, everyone that's been saved, and this, like I said, that's a, that's a hard thing to do sometimes. It, it goes against the grain in this flesh. But we, every one of us has been saved by the grace of God needs to be dedicated completely to the service of God. And, and we still have a warfare even at that. Uh, I've, known, I've known some people in my life that were real dedicated people, seemed like, and, and followed God for years and uh, uh, done seemingly what the Lord wanted them to do for a long time. And then all of a sudden just messed up. And uh, if we're not careful, as dedicated as we might think we are, the devil slip up on us and, and talk us right into something way out of our ordinary lifestyle. And uh, so, so we need to be very careful. You can, you can spend your whole life Building up your reputation, if you want to say it that way, and and proving that Jesus lives in your life, you can spend your whole life doing that, and then tear every bit of it down in just a moment. And uh, uh, the world, like the song, the song I believe Taylor sings. Uh, when he told when he to, like when he told people he was saved, they you won't last very long. I, that ain't the words exactly, but that's what he's saying. And people people that know us or knew us before we were saved probably said the same thing about every one of us. And uh, with reason. And uh, but if. If we're saved by the grace of God, and I probably everybody here is, if we're saved by the grace of God, and we dedicate ourselves to God's service, dedicate ourselves to living right, the very best we can by the help of the Lord. And I, I'll say this, none of us ain't going to live perfect. We're gonna we're gonna sin somewhere along the way, but saying that don't give me an excuse. Just because just because God made us to have a choice in what we do in life, don't excuse me when I do wrong. Because he he said. With every temptation, there's a way made for my escape. So he's, he's got it fixed. If I will use what he's given me, I can get out of it. I can get out of those temptations and those troubles and those problems. But anyway, uh, Sol it said, And Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands toward heaven. De dedicating the temple and praying for praying for Israel 
and for himself. And uh, I thought when I when I was reading this, uh, Solomon was thanking God for his promise that he'd made to David, and for keeping that promise. And uh, and God made us a promise. He said that in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. He made us every one that promise. That promise is to the whole world. Whosoever will, let him come. And uh, He made us that promise. And if you've been saved by the grace of God, He kept that promise. And he will keep that promise to anybody that will come to him believing that Jesus paid their debt. And there's a, I want to read a, and I was thinking, they were, they were dedicating the temple. Now, they had reason to be rejoicing over that and to uh, really get into it, have a good service. We've, we've been through that with dedications of church buildings and and uh, and and that's a great thing. God God blesses us. But in order in order for me to get the blessings that God wants me to have, I got to be dedicated. And uh, and I thought when I when I was thinking that I, I thought about about the reasons that we have to to be dedicated to God. And uh, of course, let me let me read this. This is a real familiar scripture in the hundred and sixteenth Psalm. It's one of my favorite scriptures in the book. And uh, I don't know how anybody can read this and say that they had something different than we did back here. David wrote this. I love the Lord because. He hath heard my voice and my supplication. Because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. Now listen, this, is, this was me in 1956. The sorrows of death compassed me and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. When God told me I was lost, that's right where I was at. And scared to death too. Then called out upon the name of the Lord, O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. And that's where my heart was at when I stepped out of the seat back there and headed for the altar. I, I, I was trusting God to get me out of the condition I was in. And He did. Gracious is the Lord and righteous, yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and He helped me. The lowest time of my life was when God told me I was lost. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. Before, before God told me I was lost, my soul was at rest. I was safe in the, we were everyone in our soul was in innocence till God said you're guilty. And when God told us we was guilty, we were lost, separated from God, and we had to come back through the cross. But anyway, return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou, now listen, thou, for thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. Now, David said, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. And we need to, everyone, determine that we're going to do the very best that we can for God. Say, Lord, here I am, you use me. Whatever. Whatever you need out of me, I'm yours. When I, that morning when I come to Jesus, that was the attitude in my heart then. I'm yours, Lord. Here I am. 
Now, there's been, there ain't been a big lot of the time since then that I've had that completely that same attitude, I guess. In, in the flesh, we get contrary. But that morning, uh, I was his completely. And, uh, and he done with, <laughs> he done with me what he wanted to. He said, in the beginning, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And he was talking about salvation and the resurrection then. David said, I'll be satisfied when I wake with his likeness. So, one of these days, and God's not finished with his creation yet. One of these days, when, when we get up in the resurrection, his church will be in the likeness of Christ. And he'll be finished with what he started back there. And uh, so anybody got anything? So we need, we need to dedicate our lives as much to God as we do the church building. And I'll say this for, uh, for what it's worth. This, this building is dedicated to God. It belongs to God. It's His. And uh, there should nothing ungodly at all go on in this in this place. Ah. Uh, well, I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Nothing nothing This is a place to worship God. And that's what ought to be done here. And uh And he said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee. Do you remember the day you got saved? And I know you do. Did you ever experience anything like that? I never. And God's blessed me a few times since then that might have got close to it. But never experienced anything like it. There's no God like our God. And uh, I love the song the kids sang, If There's No God, then let me tell you what Jesus done for me. I mean, you can, you can look at the mountains and they might could explain them away. And they might could explain the sea away and the creation and all those things. Uh, they might have an exp some kind of explanation, but they're not going to explain this away. What God put down in here when I was a boy has lasted all of my life. And it, when I was 15, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And every day since then, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. And they can't explain that away. There's people tell you, well, that's just emotion. They, there might be some emotion in it, but there's a, there's a whole lot of God's Spirit in it too when, when He moves in here. And there's, there's time, now every one of us have these times. We, we'll struggle. We'll, we'll doubt in our mind sometimes. But then God's Spirit will move and let us know that we're His. God even let me know what I was His when I wasn't living right. God, God takes care of us. So there's no God like our God. The Bible said there's, there's God's many, but they're all made out of stone or metal or whatever. Uh, you remember when the Philistines captured the Ark of the Covenant and they, they took it and put it in the house of Dagon, I believe is the name of their God. They put it in his, in his house and they had all kinds of problems. And finally, they got up one morning, their God was laying down, his head was broke off. And uh, they, they loaded that Ark up on a cart and sent it back to Israel. 
And uh, so God's, God's got power over, over any, I don't care what kind of power there is in the world. Satan's got a lot of power. But he, his, his power might be a real big compared to ours. But his power is nothing compared to our God. And uh, so we've got a great God. There's no God like thee in heaven above or on earth beneath who keepeth covenant and mercy with thy servants that walk before thee with all their heart, with all their heart dedicated. And God will keep his word. He said, I, and, and some, of the, some of this, a lot of it, I guess, I can teach from experience. He said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. Now, by the same token, I've had times that I've been walking real low. And I'd wonder, where's God, kind of. And uh, seemed like couldn't get a hold of him, having problems. But come to find out, when I was in a place like that, it was my fault. God didn't go nowhere. Like I said, and I've ta- I keep telling this over and over, but when I was wrong, God tell me I was wrong. He was, he was still telling me I was His. And that wasn't a blessing at that time. But it is now. Anybody got a comment? Right. Yep, people can people can work up emotion, but you can't work up the spirit of God. Oh. And and people people have to experience that for theirself to know it. Uh, like I, I I use the scripture all the time. It talks about joy unspeakable and full of glory. You can't tell it. It's it's beyond telling. You can say it, but you can't get it across to people what it's like. Same way with salvation. You can tell them you've been saved, but you can't really tell them what it's like. You can tell them it's the best thing ever happened to you and so on, but they they still can't see into it until they come to Jesus for themselves. Who has kept with thy servant David my father that thou promised him? And God will keep positively, absolutely, every promise he's ever made to us, he'll keep it. Now, some of these promises, some of these promises he made back here in the, and, and some of them other places in the Bible are conditional. He said, now if you will do this, I'll do this in some places. So it's up to me. If, if I'm going to get the blessings, then i got to be dedicated and be willing to humble my life. The Bible said, that, uh, he that exalteth himself will be abased, but he that humbleth himself will be exalted. So if you want the blessings of God, you've got to walk humble before God. And uh, let him use you. And uh, and David, for the most part in his life, done that. 
we all know the story of David. He he messed up and after he got older. And uh, Solomon, he was a great man of God. Him and David both was great men of God. And both of them, in their, after they got older, messed up. Solomon, after he got old, he had, I don't know how many wives he had. I, I think 900 and some, but they, they was from all over the world, some of them. And they had all kinds of idol gods. And in his old age, he started building houses for their idol gods. And uh, so he wasn't, he wasn't always walking the line as far as God was concerned. But who has? I can't point a finger at somebody else and say I'm better than you are. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But we need to, if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, and He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And I didn't quote that exactly right, but He'll forgive us our sins if, if we come to Him repenting right out of our heart. Did you ever, did you ever do something or get in a position where you thought you owed God an apology and and get off somewhere and try to repent out of here and it didn't come out of here and God don't hear it. So if, if we got to, it's got to come right out of our heart. In the, In in First Corinthians six nineteen it says, "What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own?" That's what I said a while ago. When I come to Jesus, I gave him my I gave him my whole being. So I'm not my own. I, even and God God allows us. To make decisions in here. And if we want to, we can make the wrong decisions. We can go absolutely in the wrong direction. But it'll 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 bring us trouble. In uh, the 12th chapter of Romans, Paul wrote, I said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Just a reasonable service. That when I come... When I come before God, have this fellow killed. I don't mean I don't mean commit suicide, but I mean have this fellow dead for his sin and so on, and say, Lord, here I am. You take me and use me. That should be the attitude of our heart when we come before God. And if it's not, if if we're not if we're not humble enough to say, Lord, here I am then he ain't going to hear us. I, I wonder, I, I, well, really, I don't really wonder. I guess I know this for a fact. A lot of the time, we try, we try to use God uh, we know we got we know we've been saved we know we got a great god that can do anything but if we're not careful we'll try to use god like putting on a coat if it gets cold we we'll put a coat on it gets a little warm we we'll take it off and uh, if we got problems we want god to help us if we ain't got no problems we sit back and take it easy 
And when things, and, and we've got a great God, He'll help us when we've got troubles, if we'll take them to Him. And right out of our heart. But on the same token, if, if, if God gives me the help that I need, and He's done it thousands of times, I guess, if He gives me the help that I need, and then the next day I get up and forget to pray all day long, or read my Bible, or, or even think about God, where does that leave me? That'd be about like those ten lepers that Jesus healed and uh, told them, go, go show theirself to the priest. And as they went, they were healed. There was one of them come back to give God glory. Jesus said, where's the others? He said, I don't, I don't know. Uh, and sometimes that's where we're at. We're in the nine. We get the blessings of God and just as soon as we get them, we, we think God owed us that or something. I don't know, I don't know what our attitude is, but we, we go off and forget about Him till the next time we need something. If Jesus, if Jesus would have forgot about me and left me out when He went to the cross, where would I be? And the Bible said that he could have called 12 legions of angels. He didn't have to die. He'd done that because he loved me. I don't understand that. That's way beyond my understanding. But he went to the cross because he loved me. And I ought to, like the psalmist said up here, I love the Lord because... And if I've been saved by the grace of God, I ought to have God's love in my heart, and I ought to love the Lord because but sometimes we get low and let things slide a little, and that love don't show up like it ought to. Anybody got a comment? In uh, 1 Peter, this is probably one of my favorite scriptures too, I guess. He said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Je Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again to a, unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. It, we've got a reservation over on the other side and uh, the, the, them reservations over there don't get canceled. That's an absolute sure thing. You get saved by the grace of God, you got a home in heaven. And I've heard I've heard people say, well, Baptists believe you get saved and you're going to be going to be saved forever, so you just go do whatever you want to. That's not the case. You there's a lot of people who does that. But they know better. If they've been saved, if they've really been saved, they know better. God's no respecter of persons. Absolutely. I've done some wrong in my life. And God was right there telling me I was wrong. And I, I guarantee you, if you've done wrong in your life, He told you that too, since you've been saved. And uh, so God, and the Bible said if we sin willfully, and that's the only kind there is as far as I'm concerned, after we come to the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin, 
but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversary. You're going to pay for it if you sin. I'm going to pay for it if I sin. Now, I don't know how that payment's going to be extracted. What it, it may be just that God will condemn our hearts for doing it. I don't know. That's up to Him. He knows what it takes to, to straighten our lives up. And people that have been saved, and, and or say they've been saved, I'll say it that way, and they can go for years and years and years and years and never darken a church door, I begin to wonder if they've been saved or not. And I've heard people say, well, I can, uh, I can worship God at home or whatever. Uh, the church is the bride, the Lamb's wife. The Bible said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as a manner of some is. So we've got a responsibility if we're able to be in God's house when the doors are open. And no. Uh, that's, that's part of being dedicated to God. Anybody got anything? So in, in Hebrews, and I use this scripture a bunch, 12th chapter of Hebrews, the first verse, said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So we, we ought to give this thing to God every time we come to God's house, every day of our life is... Every time that we get on our knees to talk to God, here I am, Lord, use me. We've got thousands of people by observation, looks to me like, on their way to hell. And they need the church to shine a light to them. And if, if I fail then my part ain't shining. And if we as a church fail, then, I, then the church ain't doing its job. So we, we need to be as dedicated as we possibly can to doing what God wants us to do. And then in Ecclesiastes... 12th chapter, he said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. So it's, we follow God just close as we can by the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and we'll do our job. If we're dedicated to God. We, I, t I tell you what, when now, Satan don't like it. You get close to God and, and Satan will fight you tooth and nail. But if you're walking close to God, you got the access to all the help you need. When we get down a little bit low and get in the, in the valley sometimes, and uh, maybe we try to pray a little bit half-heartedly, and don't go nowhere. Uh, then Satan can get to us a little quicker maybe. Or a little stronger. Or we ain't got the strength to fight him off like we would have if we was close to God. So we need to stay as close as we can. And access the help that God's give us. He said, I'll not have you tempted above what you're able, but with every temptation, every temptation, there's a way made for your escape. So when, when the devil's giving you a hard time, Lord, I need some help. Right out of your heart, you do that and he's there. 
I've experienced that I couldn't tell you how many times, but <clears throat> God's there. By the same token, I've went the other way a few times. And, uh, and I learned better. But if we're not care if we're not careful, we'll come to God's house and just go through the motions. And we'll we'll try to justify ourselves. I go to church all the time. And just coming to church. And if you if you've been around long, you know this by experience, but just coming to church, going through the motions don't get it. You can come sit in a seat and the church can be rejoicing all around you and you're not, not getting nothing. I've done that. So I, if our heart's not in it, oh, Jeremiah, you remember he, he, he preached to Judah for years. They was going, if they didn't repent and Get straightened out. They was going into captivity in Babylon. He preached that till it happened. <clears throat> in the seventh chapter of Jeremiah, he said, Behold, ye trust in lying words that cannot profit. Will ye steal, murder, and commit adultery, and swear falsely, and burn incense unto Baal, and walk after other gods whom ye know not, now listen what they were doing. And come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say we are delivered to do all these abominations. And uh, they were they were justifying themselves, saying we we we've been saved, and we're going to God's house. But they were still they were doing all these ungodly things and still coming to God's house. And trying to sing, oh, how I love Jesus. Just like I'm, I imagine there's a few people doing that today. I don't know about here in this church. Possibly, I don't know. But if, 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 we're, if we're playing the hypocrite, and that's what they were doing, God will take care of us. Guaranteed. Now, the 29th chapter of Jeremiah, he said, And ye shall seek me. And this is kind of what I've been talking about. And find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And so if our whole heart's in coming to God, worshiping God, we can worship God. If our whole heart's not in it, we're just going through the motions. That's why we got to crucify this thing, because he gets in our way. And uh, in uh, Revelation 21, I'll read that, and then I'm done. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And uh, so God, God don't live in a house made with hands. Now, He meets us here. When we come with our hearts right, God meets us here. Or He comes with us. We could say it that way if we want to, because we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. So God, and, and you can read down in this lesson where Solomon said the same thing, God... He built the house for God, but he said, this house, even, even the, the world can't contain God. So, uh, we're, the, we're the temple of the Holy Ghost, and uh, he lives in here, and we need to treat this like the temple of God. We need... Uh, Joshua told the children of Israel when they just before they was getting ready to cross over Jordan, he said, Sanctify yourselves. In other words, get yourselves all cleaned up 
get the sin all out of your life. He said, tomorrow the Lord will work wonders among you. God was getting ready to part the waters of the Jordan and take them across into the promised land. Tomorrow, some tomorrow, God's going to take every one of us that's been saved to the promised land. So we need to, we need to be ready now to do all that we can while we're here to get our people in because we just got a little bit of time. And it's a whole lot less now than it was a few years ago or a few days ago. So we need, we need to work while we got time to work and point our people to Jesus. Anybody got anything?